Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson.
thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We glorify you, we magnify you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. You are so faithful. You are God Almighty. You are our strength. You are our strong tower. You are our Prince of Peace. You are our King of Kings. You are our Lord of Lords. You are the great I am. And death could not hold you down. You are the risen king seated in majesty father god and we just bless your name and we just praise you and we just magnify you and we just glorify you today well welcome to coffee and conversations with lakeisha this is lakeisha johnson aka omj and that was todd delaney's the anthem and i love that song that song was in my spirit death could not hold you down no principality no demon of darkness no sickness, no disease. There is nothing that can come against the name of Jesus. So if you're going to have a battle cry, if you're going to have a war cry, Jesus is your war cry. So we thank you for Jesus. 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 I feel a little old school. He got up on the third day with all power in his hand, not a little bit of power, not some power. He got up on the third day. He rose with all power in his hand and I glorify him and I magnify him and I lift up the name of Jesus. All power in heaven and earth reigns in his hand. We thank you, Father. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. And we are so grateful that he did not leave us by ourselves. He left us with the power and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So we thank you and we receive your Holy Spirit today. We thank you. 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 We thank you for our angels encamped around us. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. If you understood that all power, he had all power in his hand, you would know that he gave you the same authority in Luke 10, 19. He said, I'm not leaving you. He said, I'm getting ready to give you a power, a power to tread on serpents and scorpions, a power to lay hands on the sick, a power to cast out demons. You walk in that same power and authority through Christ Jesus. So Father God, we thank you for the power to trample on scorpions, on serpents, on demons. We thank you for the power in the blood of Jesus. It's not in your power. It's not in your strength. It's in the name of Jesus. He got, man, that excited my insides. He got up with all, not a limited, not some. He got up with all power in his hand. That'll preach right there. I ain't got to say nothing else. I don't have to talk about any. That was your shout moment. That was your hallelujah moment that we serve a risen king, a living God that's active. He got up with all power. My God, all power. 
is in his hands. All power, not some, all power. So we thank you, Lord God, for Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for Jesus. We thank you you don't walk in a limited power, that you walk in an unlimited power, that all power in heaven and earth is in your hand, and we glorify you, and we magnify you, and we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We are anchored in your word. We are anchored in your truth, Lord God. We are mindful of you. We are mindful of you. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Father God, we lean on you. We trust not ourselves, Lord God. We lean on you, Daddy God. We lean on you this morning, Daddy God. We lean on you. 1 John 5, 14 says, and we are confident, my God. Here's your confidence boosted today. If you didn't know in the word where it said he heard your prayers, here's your confidence boosted today. It says 1 John 15, 5 and 14, and we are confident, my God. We are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases us. And we know that healing pleases God. And we know that protection and provision pleases God. When we make a decision, we're going to trust God with absolutely everything, anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. So thank you, Lord God, for giving us peace, for giving us protection, for giving us love, for giving us grace, for giving us mercy, for you are sovereign and a just God. You are a faithful and a loving God. And we just bless your name. We thank you, Yeshua. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. You are a sovereign God. You are a mighty God. You are a wonderful God. You are a loving God. You are a kind God. You never fail us, Lord God. You never fail us. You never, never fail us. You never, ever fail us. And we thank you. 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 And we thank you. Justice is being served, Father God. We thank you. Justice is being served, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We are overcome today by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And we testify Jesus. Lord God, you said whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever we loose on earth will be be loosed in heaven. So we bind up the strong man back to the pits of hell from which it came, Lord God. And we lose your presence, your peace, your prosperity, your joy, your strength, your love, your grace, your mercy, and your healing upon your people today. We thank you that the east wind judges Father God, this plague judges our nation, judges this situation. And we thank you that the west wind of prosperity, Father God, of peace, of love, of joy, and your goodness and favor up on your people today. Let the east wind judge it in Jesus' name. We thank you that your wrath is not upon us, Lord God, but your grace is upon us, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. Please forgive us for shameful thinking. Please forgive us for forgetting about Jesus. Please forgive us for our worry. Please forgive us for our trans 
transgressions against you or anyone else, Lord God. Let us be seated in your peace because you reign, you reign, you reign, you reign in majesty, you reign in glory, you reign in peace, you reign in truth, you reign in justice. We thank you, Father God, that the east wind is judging the situation and the west wind, wind of righteousness, of justice, and of truth is reigning on your people today. We thank you for victory in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for your justice, Lord God. We thank you for your justice. We thank you for truth and the truth. And we gird ourselves in truth. And we place on our breastplate of righteousness this morning. And we put on our helmet of salvation this morning. Lord God, and we have the gospel of peace on our feet and we pick up our sword of, in the spirit of the spirit, which is the word of God, Lord God, which is the word of God. We cast down every wicked imagination, everything that exalts itself against you, Lord God, anything in high places that is coming against you, anything that is presenting itself against you, Lord God, coronavirus, depression, Lord God anxiety, fear, worry, all of the things that are coming against you, Lord God. We cast down those wicked imaginations. We cast them back to the pits of hell from which it came, Lord God. And we release and loose your peace, Father God, your justice. Judge this thing according to Jesus, Lord God. We thank you. You are in the courts judging this thing according to Jesus, Father God. We thank you that your justice and truth prevails, Lord God. Now anchor us in your word this morning, Daddy God. Anchor us in your word this morning. We thank you, Lord God, that justice is prevailing. My God, all men are in anxiety and fear back to the pits of hell from which it came. We thank you, Lord God. We rest in you. We trust in you and you are our truth, Lord God. We are passionate about the things of God. We anchored in your truth, Lord God. We exalt you today, Daddy God. We exalt you today, Daddy God. We exalt you today, Daddy God. We lift up the name of Jesus. We glorify you, magnify you. We thank you, Lord God. We are saturated in your presence. We thank you for your angels encamped around us, Lord God. We thank you for angels in the White House, Lord God, so that they Make it make sound decision, Father God. We pray for President Trump. We plead the blood of Jesus over him and all the senates and all the House of Representatives, Lord God, and the Supreme Court Justice, Lord God, and the aides and those that have to work in the White House. We plead the blood of Jesus over them that they will make sound judgment and decision the best for your people, Lord God, that they will not be moved by emotions. We plead the blood of Jesus over every governor, over every state, Lord God. We thank you they are anchored in your truth, Lord God. We thank you that they hear you, Holy Spirit. We plead the blood of Jesus over every mayor, Lord God, every decision maker, every policy maker, every influencer, Lord God. We plead the blood of Jesus over our homeless brothers and sisters, Lord God. We plead the blood of Jesus over our health grade, healthcare workers, Lord God, and all of those that are on the front line and restaurant owners and small business owners. We plead the blood of Jesus and we take this authority by faith, Lord God. We thank you. You loose your prosperity upon your people today. No one will go lacking anything, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for providing for us, Lord God. We thank you for protecting us, Lord God. We thank you. We plead the blood of Jesus over our minds, our spirit, our soul, our body. Let us be anchored in you. 
Keyara era ashi eta akayaro oshe ena yera bashi eta. I thank you, Lord God. I prophesy of victory in our future. I prophesy of victory in our future. I prophesy of victory in our future. I thank you, Lord, and it is coming soon. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I trust you, Daddy God. Go do what only you can do. Jesus is on the scene. Jesus is on the throne. I thank you for the angels encamped around us, Lord God. I thank you, you are wiping out this disease, Lord God. I thank you, we are anchored in your truth, Lord God. We rest in you. We bless your name. We praise your name. We magnify your name. We glorify you, Father. We glorify you, Father. We glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. Daddy God, we lift up those that still have to go to work. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. We cover them in the blood of Jesus. We thank you that no plague shall not come near their dwelling. And the angels are in charge around them, Father God. We thank you there is no manner of sickness and disease in our water. We thank you for clean water. We thank you for clean food resources. We thank you, Father God, that you are wiping out this disease in the name of Jesus and according to the power of your blood because death could not hold Jesus down. Death could not hold Jesus down. And if death could not hold Jesus down, ain't no sickness, ain't no disease. Nothing is going to hold him back from being Jesus. And we thank you. 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 We glorify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. Praise is definitely your weapon. Praise is definitely your weapon. We love you, Lord God. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We thank you for purifying our neighborhoods, Lord God. We thank you for sanctifying our neighbor's house, Father God. We thank you, Lord 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 God. We bless you, praise you. We glorify you. We thank you, Lord God. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. You are a sovereign God. You are a mighty God. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus, my God, because the prayers of the righteous availeth much. We lift you up, Lord God. We glorify you. We magnify you, Lord God. We lift up holy hands and we just say yes. Yes, 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 yes. I hear victory. My God, I thank you. I thank you. We have already overcome. We are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And our testimony is Jesus. We are already overcome. He came so that we could overcome. So our position is to stand in truth, to stand in the word of God, to be anchored. We have all ready overcome my god i thank you my god i thank you my god i thank you the weapons are our warfare are not carnal we're not going to rest in carnal weapons we're not going to wait on them to create a cure or some vaccine our weapons our truth that we are going to rest in is that jesus is on the scene and that god almighty loves us and that he longs for us and that he is looking for us and that he will protect us and that we be grateful and gracious towards him. My God, I thank you today. You receive a faith booster and where you were weak, my God, and where you were stumbling and where you were scared today that the that that, that chaff is being burnt up in you right now and that you just take your 
faith and your strength in the resurrecting power of Jesus. Now, I, I hear that strong in my spirit. Victory, victory, victory. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. God, go do what only you can do in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I bind the strong man. Every principality of darkness that has been trying to come against your life, that has been trying to make you plan your funeral, that's been trying to come against your harvest, that's been trying to come against your health, that's been trying to come against your future. I bind it back to the pates of hell from which it came and I release the glory of the Lord in your life and I thank you that Jesus is on your scene and sitting on your throne and I thank you Lord God that you be anchored in truth. My God, release your peace upon your people today. Let them be resolved in you Lord God. Let them continuously seek your face, understanding the resurrected power and the truth in our righteousness and the truth in our Jesus, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. And we calm all the fears of our babies, of our children who may not understand what's going on, Lord God. We thank you that they are sober and they are vigilant and the word is the standard. Give parents the right words to speak, Lord God. I thank you that we lead them by example, Lord God. Continue to teach teach us line upon line and precept upon precept. Father God, I cover all your priests, your pastors, your teachers, those of us that lead, Father God, in times like this, Lord God, I cover them right now in the blood of Jesus. I thank you there is unity. I thank you we are sound. I thank you, Lord God, we are not fearful, Lord God, but that we are wise and not wise in our own eyes. Let us be anchored in your truth, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that the east wind has judged accordingly, Lord God, and the west wind is blowing on your people. Sanctify us and set us apart. My God, I thank you. 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 My God, I glorify you, magnify you, and lift you up in Jesus' name. My God, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. We trust you, Lord God. We trust you, Lord God. We trust you. 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 You cannot be afraid to praise or pray in this season like you can't. You have to press in into prayer, into praise, and just let yourself lose. Lose yourself. Lose yourself in the rhythm of God. Lose yourself in the wisdom of God. Lose yourself in the truth of God. Um, don't, don't get lost in translation, right? Lose yourself in Jesus Christ. And if you'll lose yourself in God, you'll find your inner man or your inner woman, or your inner child becomes strengthened more and more each day. Your strength is in the word of God, right? Right? Because that's where the truth is. So I bind your mind to the mind of Christ and I bind your will to the will of God. Like if we go, I, I lose it. I want your mind to be that in Christ Jesus, to be that in Christ Jesus. What? To be that in Christ Jesus. I lift you up right now in Jesus name. I lift you up in Jesus' name, and I thank you, Father God. We tear down every stronghold, every wicked imagination. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Let me read a few scriptures, and I want to read them to you out the Amplified Bible this morning, and then we're going to get into our study. Um, today's message is titled, The Prayers That Availeth. I'm going to talk to you about different types of prayer. We are in still in Ephesians 6. We've been walking through this study um, and in those of y'all who know this study in Ephesians has been so powerful for those of you who have not been on 
our study in Ephesians. Feel go feel free to go back to the YouTube um, channel and you can um, you can go and get everything we've been learning. God has really taken us through this chapter slow, and God just keeps reminding me we do not have to rush through. Um, we don't have to rush through the word of God. We don't, we don't. And for some reason, we feel like we need to be able to uh, prove who we are, how much we've learned. And when we rush through the word of God, that's when we tend to miss things. So we've been in Ephesians 6. We've been studying and reading. And now, um, now we're coming to a point at the end of Ephesians 6. And we're going to keep chewing and we're going to keep chewing slowly. Um, God has given us our identity in Christ Jesus. God has taught us things that we didn't even know about ourselves. And probably one of the most powerful scriptures that has just been resounding in me is awake, O sleeper. And so I've been praying for my friends and my loved ones who may not be awoke and who may not be saved to to awaken, right? To be awakened for them to, their eyes of their understanding to be awakened for them to begin to trust God like never before. So let me read Psalms 91 and then I'm going to read 2 Timothy um, to you. I'm reading out the Amplified version today. It says he, and remember we put our name in there. It's funny because people have been releasing information like put your name in the Psalms. And you know, we've been working on that and talking about that for a while now. We're going to put our names in the Psalm. And so I always say my name. So if you have your Bible and if you use a digital Bible, it's good. But can I admonish you to go back old school and make sure you have a paper Bible because you can highlight, you can write in your Bible. <gasps> you can't write in your Bible because sometimes God will speak something to me, right? And when he puts emphasis on things or he speaks something to me, then I highlight it and I date it. Um, and I, I have that as a reference point, right? I have that as a reference point. Um, and that's good, Kirby. We need to take our time because we need revelation. We have to have revelation of the word of God. Revelation is necessary in this season. What is God revealing to us? What is the context of the scripture? What should we be spending more time learning? So it says he who dwells. And I always say Lakeisha. And then I say all of my sons, right? And I say all of my grandsons. So Lakeisha, Javen, Jaleel, Jermaine, Josiah, and Judah, Lyric, Logan, Shiloh. Shiloh, Zayden, and Casey, who dwell in the shelter of the Most High, and Janie and Derek, which are my parents, right? And then I'll put my church, I'll put the United States of America in here. Um, I'm, I'm just saying, I take authority. I have a list of y'all that are in my prayer journal. I told y'all that. Everybody that's in my prayer journal, I take authority. Will remain secure and rest. My covenant partners, my ministry partners, my ministry team, I say everybody here will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And in the Amplified version it says whose power no enemy can withstand i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress my god in whom i trust with great confidence and on whom i rely for he will save you from the trap of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence he will cover you and completely protect you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge his faithfulness is a shield and a wall you will not be afraid of the terror at night nor of the arrow that flies by day. And remember, <laughs> remember, we. I'm laughing at y'all. That's so funny. Remember, we learned and that the, the shield quenches the fiery darts, right? The shield of faith 
is what quenches the fiery darts. So when we say, when he's saying here, we're shielded from the fire. When we should say, for he will save you from the trap of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you and completely protect you with his pendants, pinions and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. Faith is your shield and your wall. You are not, but you got to use faith. You got to extend your faith. You got to say, daddy, God, I trust you. Remember, we've got our mustard seeds now for those of y'all who got your mustard seeds. You know, we'll say we got, here we are. No, all I need is this little tiny bit of faith, right? So nor, nor of the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, for, nor for the destruction, sudden death that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but danger will not come near you. You will only be a spectator as you look on with your eyes and witness the divine repayment of the wicked, just as you watch safely from the shelter of the Most High, because you have had made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling, right? No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent, for he will command his angels in regard to you to protect, defend, and guard you in all your ways. Remember also, I told you, Hebrews 1 and 14, angels do our bidding. If you didn't know the power of your angels, there are angels camped around you. You are assigned an angel when you are born. So angels do bidding for you. So you should be asking, I want my angels encamped around me, right? That isn't spooky spiritual. This is the word of God. For he will command his angels to regard you, to protect and defend and guard you in all your ways of obedience and service. They will lift you up in their hands so that you don't even strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot because he set his love on me. Therefore, I will save him. I will set him securely on high because he knows my name. He confidently trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never abandon him. No, never. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy him and I will show him my salvation. So we trust in the truth of God's word. And if we know what the word of God says, then guess what happens? That's where our rest becomes. That's where our faith shifts. Um, so if something comes in like a plague, we don't get worried about the plague. And one of the reasons we don't get worried about the plague is because God didn't tell us he was coming back to destroy us. People, y'all, God coming to destroy us with a plague. God ain't coming to destroy us with a plague. That is not what Revelation tells us. That's not what the prophecy said. That's not what the scripture says. So he's not going to inflict a plague upon his people um, to come and deal with us. That's, that's not what he said. That's why you got to know what the word said. And because people, I ain't read, I ain't never read Revelations. Well, go read what Revelation said so that you know what the word of God says about his return, about his return. And nobody can prophesy doom to you through something foolishness because you know what the word says, right? You know what the word says. And we do it in everything we do. We are supposed to bake, anchor, anchor ourselves in the word. So I want to give you this scripture right here. But when you're loose in the word and you don't know what the word says, you'll get scared or consumed or overwhelmed and the enemy will play with your mind and he'll be playing mind games with you and he'll be attacking you and he'll have you consumed and worried about this plague when the word that is not what the word says when God that God doesn't return in a plague that's not what the word says but if you don't know what the word says you'll become consumed in that you know and instead of asking Lord what are you showing us what's happening here what do I need to learn from this from my own life will be consumed by 50 
25,000 other things that are not backed and have no truth in the word. So let me give you another scripture that you can chew on personally. And we've been praying this at the church, but I love it in the Amplified version because anytime anything comes in my thought process that is not of sound mind, I'm able to judge it by the word of God, right? I'm able to judge it by the word. That's why I'm telling you to chew slowly. Small bites still equal a meal. Chew the word of God slowly. Get understanding of the word of God. Get revelation. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, give me revelation of your word. If you slow down, the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in you. And he will give you revelation of your word, of the word of God. He's going to show you, he's going to show you that this is all God breathed and it is scripture. So this is the Amplified. This is 2 Timothy. This is 1st. And this is 7th verse. It says, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice. So God never gave you a spirit of fear. God never gave you a spirit of timidity or cowardice. God never, ever gave you that. That is fear. Timidity, cowarding, none of that comes from God. So anytime you're feeling any of those, those are not from God. That's not God, right? That's what the enemy wants you to live in. It says, but he has given us a spirit. This is what I love. He has given us a spirit. So our spirit, remember, we're spirit, soul, and body. Anytime we're dealing with fear and cowarding and all of those things, that is not our spirit. That is somewhere in our soulish realm, right? And then what it does is it causes anxiety, causes worry, it causes doubt, it causes all of those things. It says he has given us of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline. Abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. So anytime your mind is not well-balanced and not in self-control, that is not God. Like that is not God. That is not God. And so you have to calm yourself in the word. And this is for your daily. This is not for what's just happening for us right now. This is how your daily living needs to be constructed. Some of you guys are just because you're slow, because you're not able to move as fast as you normally could. You are beginning to get more revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus. And remember, God had told us back in October, slow down, slow down. God has actually been speaking to everybody on this devotional for the last year and a half. Slow down so you can hear me. Slow down, you can get revelation. Slow down so you can grow in the things of Christ. Stop moving so fast. I don't have you moving so fast. And so anytime we find ourselves in anything that don't result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control, then you have to know that's an attack of an enemy, right? That's the attack of the enemy. God is giving you a spirit. That's a spirit. That's in your spirit of power, love, sound judgment. You are able to make sound judgment, right? And personal discipline. When you say, I ain't got no control over this. If you don't have control over something that is not, that has nothing to do with God, because God has given you a spirit of self-control or personal disciplines, abilities that result in calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Like period, period. God has put these things in your spirit. And anytime they are not active 
are working in your spirit. The only reason they're not active and working in your spirit is because you don't know what truth says. You're not girded with truth. You don't understand that anytime I'm anxiety, I'm anxious, I'm fearful, I'm worried, I'm overwhelmed, that the enemy is that attack. And in a society that pushes uh, pharmaceuticals and things and don't teach you that your spirit can control. I remember I was dealing with anxiety, right? I was dealing with anxiety really, really bad. It was, um, and my, my husband's liver had went into failure and we were dealing with the anxiety of, I was dealing with the anxiety of the liver failure and it was having me anxious and overwhelmed. Um, he had spent 28 days in the hospital. He had did 23 days in the hospital. We just had all of these different things going on. And while he was in the hospital, I was still having to manage our nonprofit. I was still having to, um, I was still having to run the household. I was a full-time college professor. We had five sons. We had two sons in college. And I remember anxiety was really, really high. My anxiety was really, really high. So the Lord had me do some things. One, naturally, he, he, he told me to start modifying my diet, watching what I was eating. And then I started walking. And then I went and I started um, having conversations. I went and actually I saw a therapist, but I didn't even have to see her long because she was a Christian therapist and she seated me right back into the presence of the Lord. But what I had forgot was that God had given me power, love, and a sound mind. And I remember I was in Target and I needed to pick up a toy for my little boy boy. And I remember I couldn't make a decision between the two toys. And I actually could have gotten both toys. Like I actually could have gotten both toys. And so I was in there and the anxiety was getting higher and higher and higher and I higher, I higher and higher, higher. And I remember, I remember my husband was on the phone. He said, put the toys down and walk out. <laughs> Just put the toys down and walk out because I was getting so upset about the toys. Something so stupid when I could have just bought them both and came to the house. And so I had to catch myself and I had to recognize that this is not, um, this something is wrong here. Like something is wrong here. Well, the enemy did not want me walking in sobriety during this season in my life because he knew if I wasn't sober, come on y'all. He knew if I wasn't sober, he knew if I wasn't sober in the truth, then I would not be able to navigate through the things that were coming next. He knew where my fear was. He knew where I was overwhelmed. He knew where I was consumed. And so he was using Using the openings to attack me constantly in my mind. And so I had to walk out and I had to recognize him. And I realized I wasn't having a well-balanced mind. And the reason I wasn't having a well-balanced mind was because anxiety was trying to overtake the situation. And it wasn't until my the lady that I saw, she really helped me get perspective in the word. And I mean, she she canceled she canceled the rest of my counseling. She was like, well, you don't need no more. You don't need no more counseling. You just need to hold on to the truth. You need to go back to what the word says. You need to have your resolve that God is with you. And so I had to take a resolve. If God be for me, who's, if God is for me, who's against me? But I also had to resolve that I was worried. I also had to resolve that I was upset. I also had to resolve that I was consumed. Like I had to say, this is bothering me, right? And after I acknowledged that the pain, the hurt, 
the worry and the fear was real. Like when I, once I acknowledged that was real, then it was like the power of the Holy Spirit came inside and I asked the Holy Spirit, like I've learned more than anything. When you ask the Holy Spirit to help you through a situation, he will, but you got to get out of his way and allow him to help you. And when I did that, the peace of Yeshua, Yamashia, of Jesus came in and he just would begin to take over me and he would just begin to guide me and lead me into a place of something so different. And I would begin to experience his power and it would be able to allow me to operate in sound judgment. Was I 100% there? No. After his death, I was a hot mess. But the resurrecting power of Jesus will renew everything in me. So I'm telling you, the power and the strength is in the word. Like the power and the strength is in the word. So rest in that truth. Find out where am I not well balanced? Why am I not well balanced? Why do I not have a sound mind? Why am I being double-minded? We know that double-mindedness, when we are anytime we are double-minded, right? We are unstable in all our ways, and then we we quench and the power of God is not released in our life, right? The power of God is not released in our life. So let me share just a few things to you from praying um, to use how to use spiritual strength and the armor of God. I need you to know first that strength and the armor of God go together. Like they go, prayer and the armor of God go together. And prayer is how we use the armor of God. And so you you have to know the two go hand in hand. So we're going to put on our armor, but we're also going to use the spiritual strength of prayer and pray. This is the last part of this verse. And we're just going to break it down this week. It says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. This is Ephesians 6, 18 through 20. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance. Remember, perseverance is continual grace to the end and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that it in I that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak praying always with all prayers so the idea is all kinds of prayer or prayer upon prayer. We should be using every kind of prayer we can think of. Group prayer, individual prayer, silent prayer, shouting prayer, walking prayer, kneeling prayer, eloquent prayer, groaning prayer, constant prayer, fervent prayer. We need to just pray and we get our spiritual strength through prayer. And I've said to you multiple times, the Holy Spirit has said to us what? When we pray, we pray, right? We pray. When we pray, we don't know what to pray. There, You can always pray the word of God. Sometimes we'll see people and they're prayer warriors and they can, no, 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 no. And they can take us to the throne and back. And we get upset and we're like, oh my gosh, I can't pray like that. You don't have to pray like that. What you need to pray is the word of God. You ain't got to, you need to pray the word of God when you can't pray anything else. Pray the word of God. So this week, I'm going to take you through different types of prayer that you can pray, that you need to learn how to pray, that you need to study, that you need to understand these types of prayer, when to use these type of prayers. Most of us don't understand prayer. We just been praying, right? And we know that God gave us the model prayer. He said, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, right? 
um, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I hold on to that. Lord, your kingdom being everywhere in my life. My God, I just felt the favor of God pass us by. Father God, I thank you for your favor. Father God, I thank you for your favor. And so 1 Timothy 2 and 1, 11 says, first of all, then I urge that supplication prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, right? Supplication prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving prayers be made for all people. So here, all four of the main Greek words used for prayer are mentioned in one verse. That's first, that's first Timothy two and one. So what are the main types of prayers? That's what we're going to be chewing on and eating this week so that we understand what kind of prayers to pray. We are called to intercede and we are called to be in the gap and we are called to stand steadfast in this thing. Fear should not be overwhelming us. We should be banding together in prayer, but most of us don't know what to pray or how to pray. One of the very first prayer of one of the very first prayers is the prayer of faith. It is the prayer of faith. And James 5.15 says, And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. In this context, prayer is offered in faith for someone who is sick, asking God to heal. When we pray, we are to believe in the power and goodness of God. Mark 9 and 23. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. And I love what happens next. Jesus says, if I can, it's not if I can, it's I can. It's where will you put your faith on this, right? And so um, to our ministry partners, I sent out the letter about the power of the mustard seed. It's not about how much faith that you have. It's that, that you enact your faith, that you say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you to be healer. I'm going to trust you to walk in victory. I'm going to say a prayer of faith and believe you that you can heal, that you are healed. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time consumed. The prayer of faith will save the one who's sick and the Lord will raise him up. That's just the truth in that, right? And sometimes we get so consumed. Well, I pray in faith and it didn't manifest Lakeisha well we don't know and understand all the ways of God but I will tell you this because I lived it my husband didn't get healed on this side but he's definitely walking and healing there is no more oxygen tanks baby there is no more sickle cell anemia his liver is made whole and when I see him in again in glory he will be whole he will be of sound mind he will be absolutely everything he's not struggling to breathe he had lost 80 something pounds when he died. I'm pretty sure his weight is good. I'm pretty sure he's eating good. I'm just telling you, we're not dealing with what we dealt with. And sometimes that has to be so we get so caught up in this world. We get so consumed and caught up in this world. But I know for a fact, his healing came and he is in a much better place. He ain't got no more hospital visits. We, do, we ain't doing no more transfusions. We, we're not there anymore. We're not there anymore. And he's with Jesus. And what a better place to be. Our earthly emotions 
get us so consumed about losing people. And it's like, no, we got to be concerned whether or not that person is saved. <laughs> we got to be concerned whether or not that person is saved, where they see Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's our concern on this earth. And so I take my resolve that he is in a better place, healed. Our emotions will take us there. Remember when Jesus was dealing with us in Mark and the man was like, let me go bury my father first. And it seemed like Jesus was so callous. He was like, let the dead go bury the dead. He was like, don't spend so much time on this. And after a person dies, we'll become consumed and lost. And the reason we become consumed and lost is because most of us have been living emotionally led for so long. I lost my husband. I lost my grandmother and I lost my aunt who I was very close to. We lost a baby. Like I understand loss. I promise I do. I promise I do. I promise. I promise I do. I promise I understand loss, but I know within a nut, without a doubt, like I know without a doubt. And I mean, I had all those tragedies occur simultaneously. We lost the baby. A few years later, my husband dies, my grandmother dies, my grandmother and my aunt died within a year apart. Like it's just my grandfather died right before my uh, my husband died. So I understand my aunt died, like a great aunt died. Like I understand loss. I promise I understand loss. And so I had to take the resolve that in Jesus Christ we are healed because we forget that we are promised another place and this place is not our home and so we cannot lose i'm going to give you the prayer of agreement right that's the next part the prayer i'm just telling you i'm just telling you i understand i understand there's victory after loss i promise i'm your witness today that god will heal restore redeem we just got to remember this is not our home i promise i hope that helps i promise you i promise you i promise you there is victory after loss there is victory you just got to set your faith in jesus christ the next is the prayer of agreement, also known as a corporate prayer. Um, after Jesus ascended to the disciples, all joined together constantly in prayer. That's Acts 1 and 14. It says, all these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together together with the women and the married, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. Later after Pentecost, the early church devoted themselves to prayer. That's Acts 2 and 42. And the devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. Their example encourages us to prayer, pray with others. This is why we come here corporately together. We come to Coffee and Conversations to study the Word of God. We also come to Coffee and Conversations and we corporately pray together. There is a power in corporate prayer. We need to pray together. You need prayer partners. You need people you stand. You need a prayer warrior on your team. So corporate prayer does something. And I promise you, I know that God hears us, right? The next prayer is the prayer of request or supplication. And I'm going to stop after this one and then we'll pick up the rest tomorrow. We are to take our requests to God. Philippians 4 and 6 says, do not be anxious about anything. Can somebody say this again? I am not to be anxious about anything. I ain't to be anxious about my marriage. I ain't to be anxious about my money. I ain't to be anxious about my children. I'm not to be anxious about anything. I'm not to be anxious about absolutely anything. We are not to be anxious, but in everything, 
by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, right? Let your, so part of winning the spiritual battle is to be praying at all times in the spirit. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about what it means to pray at all times in the spirit, right? With all prayer and supplication. But we are to be praying at all times. But we are to be making requests before God. We don't have to be anxious in a supplication prayer. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To the end, keep alert with all perseverance. Remember, perseverance is continual grace to the end. Making supplication for all saints. We are not, when we feel anxiety, rise up, right? We are to take our prayer to God. We are to take our prayer to God. We are to say, God, I need you to provide me for me. We are to say, God, I need to see you. But if we go over to Matthew, let's go over to Matthew real quick. I think it's the sixth verse. This is what I love. This is why you got to be eating your word on a continual basis. This is why you got to know what the word says. You got to know what you go. You got to know, you got to know, you know, you got to know. When we start feeling, I'm just going to say, they start telling us, oh, you ain't got no job. Well, I don't care if I ain't got no job. God is going to bless me with what I need, right? And I'm just using this as an example. It says, do not store up your treasures. This is the 19th verse here on earth where moss eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moss and rust, rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be. Can I take a minute and pause and show you something? Wherever the enemy knows what you treasure, the enemy knows what you value more than anything, and he'll come for that. The enemy also knows what you've made to be a God in your life. If you've made your children a God, um, if you've made your uh, spouse a God, if you've made your career a God, if you've made um, whatever it is, a relationship a God, anything that takes the place of God, anything that pulls you out of unholiness, Anything that attaches you into relationships don't, that don't glorify God, the enemy is very watchful of our behaviors. So he knows where your heart is, where your treasure is. There are the desires of your heart will be also, which also most of us don't realize that puts us in a vulnerable state. state because if our treasures are not stored up in heaven, we're in a vulnerable state. It says your eye is a lamp that provides light for your whole body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. When your eye is set on the right things, but when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. When your eyes are set up on the wrong thing, and if the light, if you if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep is that darkness? If your eyes are not open to see, if you're not awakened, if you're still asleep, when when God gives me revelation about somebody still being asleep, it's hard to address that issue because that person don't think they have a problem. Like they don't think they have a problem there. They don't think there's not a problem in them whatsoever. And a lot of times we'll try to awaken sleeping people and you're going to want, you're going to get hurt, right? You're not going to hurt the person you're going to want to trying to get hurt. That's why we are to only pray the eyes of their understanding be opened. We are not to try to force ourselves upon people. You pray that their eyes be open. When somebody won't receive what you're saying, your prayer is that their eyes be open. That's that Ephesians 1, 15 through 21. Some of y'all have wrestled and struggled in relationships for so long because you keep trying to force feed them the word of God. You keep trying to force feed them to love you. You keep trying to 
force feed them to believe what you believe and force feeding doesn't ever work you ever tried to force feed a baby stick some food in your mouth what do they normally do spit it back out that that's a word within itself so it says no one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other you will be devoted to one and despise the other you cannot serve both god and money this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Ask yourself, can worries add a single moment to my life? Can worry add a single moment to my life? Because the time that you spent worrying, you're not praying. The time that you spent worrying, you're probably indulging in something else because yo, most of us usually exhibit other behaviors when we worry. Worry, we overeat, we turn to alcohol, we drink, we oversex, we do all kinds of strange stuff when we're worried. And so anytime worry is in place, you're already probably participating in something else that is going to make uh, worry just add on to your worry, right? And it says, and why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wild flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your, see, did you see that? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Fear and faith don't go together. Fear and they don't. So you need to build up your faith in the word of God so it can cancel out your fear so that you can it, it, I can go on here. So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These th things dominate the thoughts of unbeliever, unbelievers, but your heavenly father, somebody's like, I've been unbelieving. <laughs> I've been unbelieving. Yeah. Right. But already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. When we are when we are focused on other, when we are focused on, or we are worried, or we are consumed, then we're pulled out of our, remember I gave you the strength, we're pulled out of sound counsel, we're not operating in a well-balanced mind. Remember, that is why our sword, right, our dagger, the word of God is so important. That's why in this season, it's so important for us to read the word of God, to eat the word of God, and to study the truth. Is that it, Holy Spirit? Yes. So that's the prayer or request of supplication. I get so excited about the word I could keep on teaching, but I know I've given you a lot to digest, and I need you to be able to meditate on that, and I don't have to feed it to you all at one time. Even though I want to, I'm like, here, eat, eat, eat and get full, eat and get full, eat and get full. But that is not wise, right? So it is, it is, it is not wise. Actually, y'all, fear and worry become symptomatics of whatever the root of your problem is, right? They're the symptoms of. They're spirits attached to whatever the root of your issue is. So whatever you've idolized, the spirit of fear and worry come in because they are spirits that are attached to 
whatever the idol is, whatever it is you've been idolizing, your career, your marriage, your whatever, fear and worry always attach itself to them because they want you to be fearful of losing them, be fearful of being worried, be fearful of not having that particularly thing. They're like little leeches lurking to see if you lose this thing, how will you act? And so they always try to keep you fearful of letting something go or letting God take over or letting God control the situation, they step in to keep you in a stronghold. That's their assignment to step in to keep you in a stronghold. Well, that's it for today. I love y'all. I think that's enough to chew on Instagram. It may shut down for a second and I'll log back in. Um, so you got to spend more time in the word. You, if, if finances are your issue, what is the word saying? Go get every scripture on your finance. If, um, worry is, if, um, um, whatever you're rooted in, whatever, go get more information on what the word of God says about it so that you can walk into the fullness of what God is saying and nothing less, right? And nothing less. We are typically rooted in the wrong things, right? We are typically rooted in the wrong things and we just don't realize these things. Anything that you're willing to hold on to, anything you cannot surrender to God, any relationship that you cannot surrender to God, then it's usually a key that there is a stronghold there. And then those little spirits, fear and worry, because God did not give us a spirit of fear. That's a whole nother lesson. I know God did not give us a spirit of fear. God did not give us a spirit of worry. But worry and fear will have you consumed about losing what they know you have made a God. They'll have you, they'll have you consumed about losing what you feel like may not happen and will never happen. So that is... Um, yeah, that's good, Michael. Do you still love him without? Will you still love him without? So there's 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 some work to do, right? And we're chewing on that and we're eating that. So don't beat yourself up. Don't be like, well, I ain't all the way there. That's fine. Small bites still equal a meal. Chew on the word of God daily. Rest in the word of God daily. Ask God to give you revelation. Every time you pray, ask God. Thank you for that seed, Teresa. Thank you for that. Um, ask God to to give you the word, like give me revelation of your word for myself. I don't want to be, Timothy says, study to show yourself proved. I don't want to be ignorant in the word. I want to know what the word of God says about my life and for my life. Help me to deal with idols. Show me the things that I'm still holding on to, Lord, that do not, um, that have nothing to do with you. Because here's the thing I wanted to say to you. It takes you out of your assignment. It takes you out of what God has called you to do. It takes you out of that. It takes you out of your assignment. It takes your focus off of God. That's the whole thing. The enemy knows what you set your heart and your affection of. And if your affection is not on things above, he's going to use that to work against you. And he uses it to take your power. And he tries to take you out of the place of where you're your you you're not digesting or why you can't speak so ask god to give you the revelation you need in christ jesus and ask for more of the holy spirit lord god i need the holy spirit i don't need rational thinking in this season i need to operate in my spirit man because we are spiritual beings here on assignment on earth well i love y'all so much but i need to do two things i need to do hey y'all stay tuned for announcements one coffee and conversations ladies bible study it's online only tomorrow i'm just using some wisdom 
from God online, but it's still going to be potent. It's still going to be powerful. Two, I have videos for your kiddos that I'm dropping today. I had to spend time editing those. Those will go on the website today. We did a talk for teens. We did a talk for 7 through 12 on prayer. And we did, I read for to the babies. And so we're going to upload those on our website today. And you can share those with your teens. Just send them the link and say, hey, go check this out. I'm teaching them how to pray. We pray. We're doing the circle maker prayer. This Friday, we're starting our book, If. If you're not in the Coffee and Conversations Daily Devotional Group, we're starting a new book, um, If. Right. And then this is the book that I'm using for your teens, the circle makers. I'm going to teach them how to pray, pray big prayers and hopefully for them to understand how powerful they are and how their prayers can be heard and about purpose. So those are two things that we're launching. Um, so look at the video today for your teens, your children's, your baby Friday from 12 to 1230 um, online. I'm going to cover Mark Batterson's if will be online and will be also on the website. So stay tuned to that. But I need to extend this offer. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I need to offer you. I was a mess. See, people see me now and they're like, no way. I was a hot, 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 hot mess. I was caught up in pride. I was caught up in lust. I was caught up in myself. I had my own trajectory for life. I was selfish. I was self-centered. I was mean. I was hateful. <laughs> I was, I was not walking in the promises of God in my truth. I was still, and I was going to church and I was going to church. I was going to church, but I really hadn't made Jesus as Lord and Christ as my savior. And so I got baptized at eight, but I really made him Lord and savior over my life in 27. So I want to extend you an opportunity to get to personally know Jesus. And all you got to do is acknowledge Jesus Christ. I was, I did so much high mess when I write my, whatever it's going to be like, Jesus, I did so much I met. Um, I can't even get man begin to explain. So I want to extend Jesus to you. I want you to just know that if you acknowledge yourself as a senior sinner, you know what? I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I need to acknowledge myself as a sinner. Lord God, please forgive me. I'm a sinner. And then you believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. Like I'm believing that you died so that I don't have to take this sin, so that I don't have to live in the eternal pits of hell. And then you confess him as Lord and Savior, as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then ask the Holy Spirit to come in and then let me disciple you. And one of the ways that I will disciple you is through this devotional. If you'll commit to be on this devotional, if you'll commit to be on the YouTube channel, I promise you I'm going to disciple you into kingdom, not into religion. I'm going to disciple you into kingdom. Now, my second thing is I want to pray for you. All right. But I also want to extend you an opportunity to become partner of this ministry. Will you consider partnering with us? Our goal is to get the gospel throughout the world. We also are very committed to serving the poor, serving the sick, serving those that are less through us through a program we have called Feed the Streets. We partner with the Dorcas House. We partner with the Salvation Army. Um, we get out and serve the homeless as much as we can once a month, but we really want to serve them daily. We be, we want to become a space, a spot for everyone who is living on the streets. So will you consider becoming a monthly partner with us, sowing a seed into this ministry to further advance the kingdom of God. We take care of single mothers. Um, we just have so much going on in this ministry and we cannot do it without your support. So I, thank you. I need to speak, speak a blessing over you. I declare, Father God, the blessings of God over you. I declare 
declare peace over you. I declare joy over you. I declare strength. I declare the sovereignty of God over you. And I thank you that his justice is prevailing in your life right now. My God, the justice of God is operating in your life and it is in your favor in Jesus name. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people. I thank you for us, you gracing us in truth. I thank you for your love. I thank you. We are anxious for absolutely nothing. Everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, making our requests known before you and the peace that passes all understanding floods us. Lord God, let us become more intimate with you. Open the eyes of our understanding. Give us ears to hear. Give us a heart, Father God, that please you. Let us continually seek after you like never before. Hmm, I break all strongholds, every demonic force that has tried to keep us from growing in an intimate relationship with you. I sever the cords now, the ties. Lord God, I thank you, Father God, that our trust is being restored in you. I thank you, Lord God, for the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. For some of y'all, the enemy has been playing with your mind, thinking you that your sin will keep you from God. I'm telling you this. Nothing will keep you from God. Nothing will keep you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing, no thing. Stop letting him lie to you to make you think your sin is going to keep God from loving you. That is not the kind of God we serve. He loves you. He's looking for you. He longs for you. He wants to get to know you better. He wants to adore you and show his affection to you. But sin does separate you from God. And so he... The word will show you how to come out of sin. Jesus will give you his holiness. You do not have to do this in your own strength. You do not, you do not, you do not. The Holy Spirit will awaken something in you. You just need to make a decision. I want to grow closer. Can you say that today? I need to grow closer in my relationship with God. If you'll make that commitment out your mouth, I promise you. I promise you God will do something significant for you. I love you. I love you so much, but more than anything, God loves you. And I need you to do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God. We'll be right back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Invite someone in. Tell somebody, grab your coffee. I got you. Like, I have cups. I love cups. This is one of my favorite cups. Thank you, Paula. This is like one of my favorite cups. I love this cup. So Josiah is, Josiah is going to be a wonderful husband one day. He lays my cup out at night. I never know what cup he's going to pick. So this was my cup he picked for me last night. And I love this cup. It says, blessed are those who serve. This woman was abounding with deeds of kindness and charity, which she continually did. But what I love most is all the map of the world, because you know, my goal is to impact the world through Jesus Christ. I will, that's my goal to serve and impact the world through Jesus Christ. That's my ultimate mission to serve and impact the world through Jesus Christ. I want to do a, be a conduit for Christ wherever I go. I love y'all so much. But more than anything, God loves you. We'll see you back in the morning. Invite someone in. Don't forget, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Coffee and Conversations. Don't forget, we're on podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Go to anchor.fm and subscribe to the channel. Go subscribe to the Daily Devotional. Today, I'm sharing a Daily Devotional from my house, from my own heart, called God Will Provide. I want you to read the devotional today. It's totally different than this devotional. I love you so much, but more than anything, God loves you. The favor of God rests on you, and don't you trust anything else. I'll see you in the morning at 5 a.m. Y'all know how about, some of y'all need some love. Here's my hugs and love. I'll see you in the morning at 5 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. 
If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.